Hello everyone. Welcome back to the QA podcast series conducted by T and Tech Innovative F99X. My name is Tarindra Jayamha, your usual host for the QA podcast series. Today, it will be the third episode of our series and during the last two episodes we discussed the role of QA and the QA career guidance and the general QA practices. In this episode, we are going to talk about test automation and how we can start test automation in your project. We have a special guest here today to talk about this topic and she is none other than Harshini Vikramaraji. Hello Harshini. Hello Tarindra. Welcome to this session and I would like if you can do a brief introduction about yourself Harshini. I am Harshini Vikramarachi. I have nearly eight years of experience as a QA engineer. Currently, I am working for 99X as a QA lead. That's me. Okay, thank you very much for that introduction, Harshani. Now, let's get into the discussion. My first and foremost question is, Harshani, what is test automation and why test automation is important? This is a question that everyone has in their mind. Shall we get it clarified first? Yes, Tarendra. Test automation is running tests automatically, managing test data, and then utilizing results to improve the software quality. In our day-to-day testing life, we come across repeatable and time-consuming manual test scenarios. As a solution for this, we can use test automation. I would say one main purpose of test automation is to save time, effort, and money. Tarendra, you know that now most projects follow Kanban process, where we have multiple releases per day. A project like that, automation is an essential factor. Since QAs cannot always execute their regression or smoke test suites for an each and every release. So using automation there, we can remove manual errors, uh, reduce lead time and help in increasing the frequency of releases. So, this is why automation is important. Nice explanation, Harshani. So, now assume that, okay, I know what is automation and why it is important. The second question a person might have is, what should be the initial step if we are starting automation in our project? What should we do? Yes, Tarindra, that is a good question. I should say this might vary from uh, project to project. For some projects, they can start writing an automation strategy document as the first step. We might not be able to add all the necessary things at once. But Tarindra, we can go step by step while we are growing with the automation script. There are few points that we can include our in our automation strategy documents. As the first thing, we need to identify the scope which applications or the scenarios we will be automating. And then we can do POCs and select necessary tools that match our requirements. Uh, Another important point is automation approach. We might automate the features in the same sprint where the feature implementation happens or a sprint back or when a new test case is added to the regression or smoke test suite. Yes, so we discussed about the scope and the approach. What about the test execution plan, Harshini? 
Yes, Darindra. We need to come up with an execution plan. Whether we are planning to execute this script after each release, after a day of commit, or weekly, likewise. And this strategy document should include failure analysis. Uh, we should think about how we are going to handle failed test cases and uh, how we are going to do troubleshooting and bugs reporting. Better to have a note on these kind of things as well. Tharindra, another important point is ROI. Uh, we can track our manual time to test a feature, track how many bugs we get from manual testing and then we can compare the same results from the automation script. By this kind of a small thing, we can get an idea how whether the automation add value to our project. And at last but not least, automation test cases and framework review process. We won't have frequent framework reviews, but it's okay to have an initial framework review and then have one if it's necessary. If there's any major change to the automation framework we can have a automation framework review but we need to have frequent test cases reviews to track if the automation script adhered to the coding standards um, and the manual test requirements uh, so these are the basic points that we need to include in our test automation strategy document thank you now it leads me to the how part harshani because uh, when considering the test automation strategy the one main thing is scope you mentioned we need to properly identify which applications we need to do automation and which scenarios that we should automate how we can do that the how part yes and in order to identify which applications need to be automated with the how much of a coverage we can use test automation pyramid Tharindra, you also might have used this. It's a framework that can help both developers and QA to build more reliable test suites and to create high quality software. Uh, this operates at three levels. First one is unit test. So uh, this forms the base of the testing pyramid. Most coverage should be done with unit, unit test, which includes testing of individual components and then the coverage should be done by integration test or API test. So this is the second layer of the test automation pyramid. It tests how a feature communicates with external dependencies and then we have the end-to-end -end test or UI test on the top of the pyramid. Tharindra, UI tests are on the top of the pyramid because they usually take the longest to run. They can also be fragile since it involves uh, testing a large variety of user scenarios. Uh, most of the time UI change frequently and due to that these element changes automation script get failed. So it's really hard to maintain when there are there are a lot of UI changes. So it's better to have a less test cover or test automation coverage from UI. So Tharinda, this is how we can select the applications for automation. Okay, Harshani. From the explanation that you had given uh, about the test pyramid, 
uh, we can say that most of the coverage should do with unit tests, then API tests, then UI. Um, the question is, from each application, how we can select automatable scenarios? Yes, Sarindra. As you summarized, now we have an idea on selecting the applications for automation. Now let's look into test scenarios. A test need to meet some criteria to be automated. Otherwise, it might end up cost, costing more than it saves. Uh, first thing is repeatable test. Normally, for every release, we have to execute the regression or smoke test suite. So, that is a good candidate for test automation. Mm, and then, test that takes a huge manual effort and time. As an example, applications or user scenarios which includes lot of forms. Sarindra, you know that they are really time consuming. These kind of scenarios are easy to automate than manually test. And then the applications or the features that are stable. If we are trying to automate features that have frequent changes, we will end up with lot of maintenance work. So we need to be mindful on this point as well. Uh, Tharinda, these are the basic things that we need to consider in test scenario selection for automation. Yes. Uh, thanks for that explanation to uh, Harshani on uh, these test scenarios and uh, how we can select the automatable uh, scenarios for the uh, uh, or from the uh, test pyramid. This lead to another important point that I noticed uh, from the strategy document there is that we have to mention about the tools and technologies for this. Uh, one of the questions that most people, most uh, members who are planning to do test automation, uh, the question that they have is how they can select test tools and the technologies matching to their strategy. Can you help on this, Harshani? Yes, uh, first thing is our basic requirement. Uh, this depends on the applications we are using. So uh, it might be a desktop application, mobile application or web application. There are automation tools which can use for multiple applications as well. And the second thing is licensing model. Are we going for a commercial tool or and of, uh, for a free and open source tool? There we need to consider a few points. Uh, if we are going for a commercial tool, what is our budget? Does the tool provide a trial version so that we can evaluate it before deciding? Also, does the tool have all the features available in the trial version? Uh, these are the few points that we need to consider. And the next thing we need to look into is, does it suitable for the project environment and technologies we are using? Does it support all the tools and objects used in the code? Mm, sometimes we may get stuck for small tests due to inabilities of the tool. Also. If we select a tool which is uh, familiar for the developers of the team, we can get their help when there's an issue. Yeah, uh, one have, I have one question, uh, uh, Harshini, on that. Uh, now, should we consider about the learning curve? Because you know that not everyone is familiar with these tools and the technologies, and uh, there can be a green team that who does not have any idea about the tools and technologies that we are going to use. What about the learning curve? Should we consider it also? Yes. 
uh, we need to consider the learning time as well and uh, do we have the required skill set within the team or we need kts or support from external resources if we come up with uh, any issues do we have the necessary resources in the internet tarindra user support is or is also an important fact and uh, there can be specific project requirements like uh, cross browser testing file uploads downloads uh, we need to consider them as well and script execution it it also an important part no point of executing our script in the local machine and verifying results only by ourselves we need to add it to the delivery pipeline so we need to verify the tool integration with uh, existing ci cd environments and uh, report generation part as well uh, these are some facts that we can consider tarindra first we need to create a matrix including all these requirements and then we can do a r&d and find out some tools that match our requirements then we can do pocs on those selected tools and come up with a suitable tool yeah so uh, with that uh, harshini we have discussed about the um, automation on project level now there can be some guys uh, who wants to try it on their own not for project purposes assume that there's someone interesting in test automation and they do not have much of coding experience how they can start test automation uh, not from a project level but as an individual uh, yes as the first step they can start with the record and playback tool uh, mostly a browser extension that records the users interaction with the website the script is auto generated and uh, later we can execute it for testing uh, selenium ide is a such a well known tool uh, but these type of record and playback tools have their own limitations they have limited functionality poor integration and uh, hard to troubleshoot and maintain that's why we are not using them in the industry level but sarindra it's a good choice for beginners to start off automation yes so thank you very much for that harshin so we discussed about what is automation and what kind of things we need to do if we are going to do uh, automation in our projects how we can select the scope the strategy the tools and technology selection and we are to start test automation so with that we will be concluding the session uh, the episode for today thank you very much for joining us and harshani i would like to thank you for joining us to share your knowledge and i think we had a really good interesting session on test automation we will be back again in another interesting episode related to security testing until then stay safe and have a good day